Welcome to Framework Leadership, a podcast about principles and ideas that you can use today to take your leadership to the next level. You know, it's all a part of the SEU Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ken Engel, president of Southeastern University. I'm excited to introduce our co-hosts for today's show, Chase Wagner and Daniel Rivera. Chase is worship pastor at Grace City Church, leading the Grace City music movement. Dan is, of course, right here at Southeastern University, leading the SEU worship movement. It's an honor to have both of you on the show today. Welcome. Ah, it's an honor. Thrilled. You know, today on today's podcast, I want to hear from both of your experiences in in you know really leading worship movements, and mm-hmm. as well as where you derive your creativity, your inspiration, those things that are very important in in what you do. But before we move into the conversation, I always want our listeners to hear about your current context and and what's happening. And and so, Chase, we'll start with you. Tell us about your your role now. What new things are going on, especially with Grace City Music? And yeah, absolutely. Uh, we are at Grace City Church and here in town, and probably four five years. We just celebrated five years wow. of the church, and um, it's just been so much fun. We started in a little. Um, church building. It was an old Presbyterian church that kind of dwindled down and moved to a different location, downtown Lakeland. And so it fit, fit about 300 people. Started doing five services on a Sunday. Wow. Uh, lost a few years off of my life, and we did that for two <laughs> years. And then uh, we just got a, a bigger box of about like that fits about a thousand people. And uh, we're doing three services now on a Sunday, and just and just learning and, and really growing off of I think what we started here, you know, in 2012 of having just amazing times of worship and that sort of thing. And then I think God just kind of moved on my heart of going. You know, I had a great worship pastor when I was 14 years old, and so going, can I also, you know, not just with the 18 to to 25 year olds, or t- which is what you guys do the best here, can I also do, be that for mm. that maybe that 14 sure, year old and, sure. and maybe the the 50 year old that's lost their passion? And so that's what we're doing. We're in a bit of a rebuild season right now, like like everybody with um, with COVID and that sort of thing. We're probably about 60% of, okay. of where we were, but uh, people are watching online. And um, yeah, it's it's, right. a, it's, an, it's an honor to navigate and pastor people yeah. through our current mm-hmm. issues right now. So Absolutely. Yeah. A- any plans for expansion? Yeah. Absolutely. Planning some more? Absolutely. Yeah. We have um, Grace City Tampa launching this fall, okay. uh, which is great just as a church. And then we just built a recording studio at our campus right now at Lakeside Campus, which was a crazy studio of, um, there's some, some SU alumni, like uh, alumni, is how we say it, alumni, mm-hmm. uh, Corey, that Corey Voss and some people back in the day led worship at this church called um, Life Church in Auburndale. Okay. And they were having an amazing worship. Um, and the pastor there was Shane Simmons, and he felt like God had told him to start a recording studio and uh, that they were going to uh, do worship albums. Shane gets cancer and dies. Mm. The studio, this is the studio, goes into a garage, um, and it and had been there for about the last ten years. And um, his best friend um, Harvey Mabe, who's head of who does a lot of the stuff here and mm-hmm. uh, tech installs and that sort of thing here, um, was like, I really feel like this was this was for Grace City, and we're supposed to give it to you guys. And so we've we've had seventeen thousand dollars of gear donated of of just recording stuff. And when we got that, I was like, I don't know what. Why do we need a recording studio? You know, like we can rent places and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And then we we set up the last piece and COVID hit. And it was like, man, God had given us everything we needed to do online church. And so, um, yeah, God is so good. And yeah. so we've been learning that studio recording stuff, trying to trying to get better. And I think it's all, we've all gotten better with just the digital, this kind of stuff, uh, just diving oh, yeah. into technology and how do we get our voice and fill online spaces. And I think COVID's made us all better in that yeah, way. Absolutely. Yeah. Daniel, I mean, you're you're here and tell us about your role and, and then also what's happening with SCU Worship now. Yeah, I'm the worship pastor for uh, Southeastern University. Look over SCU Worship and direct 
direct our School of Worship, and which is a degree program for students looking to grow in worship ministry. And uh, we basically look over the worship teams for chapel services, and um, God's been really faithful, and we've had a lot of opportunities to travel. And so that's kind of been one of the cornerstone pieces of our ministry is just on the road traveling. And then these albums, which right, the very first right. one we did was with Chase. Me yeah, and Chase. That's right. Yeah, back in the day. So um, 2013. Come on. Wow. Yeah. So um, doing those, we just released our mixtape, which came out in February. And um, it's 20 songs total. It's a collaboration with a bunch of other artists. Um, Alex Pappas from Hillsong, Young and Free, Elevation Rhythm, um, a bunch of other Christian artists. And it's doing really good, yeah. man. It's doing yeah, really it's like, cool. Like they have like Christian Friday, like new music Christian Fridays, right? Which is like a playlist on Spotify. And then new music Friday, which is like John Mayer, Rihanna, yeah. like, like big global artist and then SEU worships on it the other day yeah the song from yeah, this mixtape is on not just new Christian music Friday which we've been on before and we you know yeah and I'm like SEU worships made it to me <laughs> well, that's pretty cool unbelievable yeah, now, cool. I want to talk about I want to talk about legacy uh, for a moment because both of you guys have played a, a, obviously a pivotal role uh, in the formation of you know the entire worship culture here mm. at uh, Southeastern University Chase you were leading the movement in its formational days and now Daniel you've taken it over and and uh, are leading the way. I know you led worship last night uh, at SEU Worship uh, Chase. How did it feel to be back in Bush Chapel and and participating in oh, all this? I love what you've done with the place, Doctor Engel. Uh, it's just, I mean, everything is just better and nicer and smells better and everything is just. Yeah, um, but it it was honestly, I was telling Dan just the culture of you know. I think when I led worship back in the day, you know, you have this aspect of chapel credits, and I was like, I always feel like like three-fourths of the room really loves me and is here. And then I was like, I don't know about this last, you know, back of the room, you know. But last night from the first song, it was like, just yeah. the all hands in the air. Everybody was, from the from front to back, really, you're ending with, we ended with some praise songs. And everyone, that's just a tribute to your leadership, man. And, and mm. just uh, the culture, just everybody was just so there to seek God and just have this time. It was a worship night. It was like, we did, you know, six songs or something. Right. Um, so, yeah, it was just, it was full. I brought my two babies and uh, I, I'm not 22 anymore. And so, uh, <laughs> I, I had my two babies with us and it, they stayed up late till the service started at nine o'clock and yeah. yeah it was special man wow. yeah you know when you when you think i mean it was transformational in in what you did i mean just total transformation and as you look back over your time what are some of the moments that probably are significant or have been ingrained into your memory uh, being here yeah yeah not not to flatter dan too much uh, but i think <laughs> meet i think meeting dan you know for the first time and getting to know when I first started it, like, um, finding creativity is so much about finding the, the, the talent that's in front of us and, mm. and what God's already doing in front of us and elevating it mm. and just giving it a platform. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like meeting, you know, Dan and, and he had his own indie rock vibe at the time and his own <laughs> voice. And it, but honestly, it was something that was unique yeah. and it was like, not this, oh, I, haven't, I don't know if I've heard that before in the worship space, like just who he was and going, getting to elevate him um, was, was just so fun and other students at that time. And I kind of had a terrible time in college. I went to college out in LA and, and I was a, kind of a lonely guy and, and kind of went through some hard, you know, anxiety stuff. And uh, college can be a confusing time. It's, it's not all happy right. clappy and we can try our best with the university and with the church, with city groups, but it's like some people are kind of alone. And I was talking with the students about that last night. I'm just being like, I know what it's like to be lonely in this time and sure. college can be a sure. tough time. Um, but I really felt like I got 
maybe my college experience back coming to, to work here and, and to have this incredible time where maybe I sowed, like the Bible says, you know, sowed, sowed tears, we reap songs of joy. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. we got to do that in South Point G2 when I was living <laughs> alone before I got married with students <laughs> like Dan and, and just got to write songs and then God used them. Right. I think it's right. also great. It's, it's, creativity is awesome, but right. there is something about numerical growth. And when you see, oh man, this, is, this isn't just me. And my, like, God is actually using this. And I think yes. the students were about, was like 2,500 students when I started. I think it was 5,000 when we left. And then I don't even want to know what you guys are at now, but, you know, with all your online stuff. And, and it was just, so it was cool to actually see the growth and know, like, oh, man, God's using, using this. Yeah. yeah. And, and Dan, you served uh, under uh, Chase's leadership. But what was that like? And, and then now transitioning to leading the SEU worship movement now. And, and uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's cool to hear you comment, Chase, on that idea of finding the creatives around you and elevating them. Because when I think about, and actually, we, we, I got in a conversation last night with um, some of our other worship team members about what makes Chase so unique. And it is that quality, mm. among other things, mm. that just makes you such a dynamic leader is your ability to see uh, potential in something that no one is often overlooked mm. and then give it space, encourage them. And um, me and many others are just the byproduct of that kind of leadership. Mm. And um, so we've, if anything, I've really tried to bring that into what we do now of continuing to make it about advancing student opportunities. So students who uh, maybe have, you know, all of the just essential ingredients there to be a dynamic worship artist and pastor, but haven't had someone that believes in them yeah. mm. and that's someone that's resourced them yet. Yeah. And then we just, that's basically our strategy is let's get these students Come encouragement Come and opportunity to do what they do. And we still are as, as big as some of these songs are, you know, they're songs that are written in collaboration yep. with students yep, yep. to this yeah. day. Beautiful. And it's our, we call it our secret sauce. It's yeah. just like, <laughs> it's that it's thing Chick-fil-A. that we do that people, yeah. You know, kind of scratch their heads at, and it's definitely against the the norm. Yeah. Yeah. And in talking about leadership, let's go a, a little deeper in, in terms of really foundational principles with within being a worship pastor. Mm. Uh, both of you guys have spent time within the local church. Um, mm. You know, developing and leading teams. There is so much of uh, worship ministry that you know we see from the platform. Uh, and and however, there is tremendous, you know, work uh, uh, amount of work and prayer that happens behind the scenes. Can you uh, both give us a look into what it uh, what it's like to be a worship pastor on the days when you're not on the platform and you're not <laughs> leading worship and the hard work, the transformational work mm. that goes into what you do. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah, yeah I think um, I was thinking a little bit about like what it means to be a personal trainer, like a fitness trainer, <laughs> and how like a fitness trainer, when they show up, it, well, I'll say it this way. When I go to my gym, I see all the guys who also, and ladies who do the, the personal training, and they're there working out throughout the week, so that when they go to do the training session, it's not like you don't want the trainer who doesn't work out during the week right. doing your training session. Right. <laughs> you want the person that's in the gym, you know, right. getting their workouts in before they come and train you on what to do. And I think that's a critical part of what day-to-day worship pastoring looks like, is that we don't just practice our worship to God on Sunday morning, but that we practice it daily. Right. And I really see that playing out three ways. One, I see that playing out in just how we... we we have devotional time with God, reading scripture, prayer, all that. Um, secondly, I see that playing out in community, 
hugely. Mm. Yes. The ability to build relationships with people and create a community that reflects what God designed, you know, that we love one another, that we mutually submit and serve one another in Ephesians 5, right? And then um, the third piece of that is that your skill is continuing to be sharpened during the week. Yeah. So as a worship pastor and worship leader that you... Basically, what is you're basically asking what does Monday through Saturday look like, and I think if the best worship pastors I know are spending their Mondays through Saturdays with those three things mm. in mind: building relationships, That's growing great. closer to God, and the spiritual disciplines and all of that. But then, sharpening their craft and sharpening their skill. Like you need to be singing songs and working on instrument your instrumentation, yeah. your musicianship, and your leadership outside of Sunday morning or outside of the rehearsal space, so that when you bring something to the table, it helps a lot. And um, that's a big part of how I think about worship pastoring. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love what you said about community. And I think that that is that grounding. The pa- I was with a um, student who's a worship leader at Grace City. She's, um, she's about to start working in admissions with you guys. She's uh, graduating GCLI and she's got a job uh, in admissions. She's so excited. And, you know, she, she was just talking about her life and, and continuing to grow as a, as a worship leader. And maybe she had stresses and anxieties. And I, I was talking about, man, like... When, when you feel stressed about yourself and your influence and where you're going in your life and all of that, when it's undergirded with community helping people, and so when you're talking about when you're not just leading worship, it's like I was, we were leading Easter Sunday, mm. and I, I know there is a couple there in that church that's about around my age, three kids, and, and they're on the edge of divorce. And I know that they, they don't like each other right now mm. and things are really serious and things are really dire. But I know that because I've been talking with them and I'm, and I'm, mm. and that's when, when I'm leading worship, man, so much can, I'm praying for them and I'm thinking about them and, and that's where the good songs are too, right? It's like just mm. knowing and living in a community where you know people's right. hurts and you know what's going on and that stuff really takes away the, the me monster in a, in a yes, great way of yes, going yes, yes. like, man, where's my music going? Where's my songs going? And where's my, my influence going? And, and all that's like, man, what about just the, the people that need our help right now? And especially in this season. And, um, and so I think I really encourage worship leaders with that in the week of fi- finding what, what is God doing and where does God's spirit, like, you know, cl- God's close to the brokenhearted, right? right and so right. going, that's where we need to go find them. And if you want yeah. inspiration and you want uh, an anointing in worship leading, you want anointing in your songwriting, Go find Jesus with the brokenhearted. Okay. So true. So, yeah. you, you, you both mentioned this just a few minutes ago, but you have such a passion for um, empowering and helping students and people on your team really develop who they are, develop you know, their, their potential. In your experience, what goes into developing um, the potential in, in students? And how, how do you find it? How do you call it out? Mm-hmm. Chase? <laughs> <laughs> I think... When you find that uniqueness, and this is something that we're going back to, like, man, God uses things in our past and where we've been um, to set us up for what's next. It's like people might not know that your background in in broadcast and sure. and what you've done. It's like, man, how does that playing into now and framework? There's like God's built. You've you've interviewed some of the greatest athletes of all time. You, God's just built on it. And so I'm trying to figure out, like I said, when, when I met Dan, or when you would meet like a. Uh, you know, Tiffany Hammer, Tiffany yeah. Hudson now, or you're meeting some great leaders that have come from that spot. When you see them going, where, where did you come from? Right. What is your, what is your style of church? How do you fit? And then how can I 
help get that. Um, and who else maybe do you need to ex- be exposed to that's different than you? And I think that's what I, I loved about SC Worship from the, from the get-go. I love that you guys didn't change the name when you and Dave, uh, Dave took over. Like uh, That SC Worship was a table of going, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't care your race, your background of style. Mm-hmm. How about we all come to the table and we make that and that becomes the sound of what we're right. doing. Right. And I think that, that is, that's really special when you can have eyes. Those, that's, a, that's a prophetic thing, I think, to have, to have eyes to see um, people's past, their unique talent, and then, and then putting them around the table together. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's brilliant. I always think too of the um, who's lingering, mm. like just mm. the students that are lingering after service, right. that are around, and they're trying to they're just trying to hang in the space. And <laughs> wow, I'm always yeah. like, what's what's got you hanging out here? You know, after early to come watch rehearsal, what's got you hanging out here late after everyone's kind of we totally. Left? And usually that's a good indicator that um, they're hungry for mentorship. Or a relationship, or that they just they just want to be around and serve. Yep. So I think that's something we're always looking for, and that initiative because talent's always going to rise to the top, um, but talent's not always going to sustain, right? right? Like you yes. need character yes, and yes, you need yes. leadership, and so we have to be really careful when we make those judgments on talent alone. Not um, and that gets challenging right, for right. any any performance oriented ministry. Yeah, yeah. What advice would you? Um, for those that might be listening, uh, give a young student who feels called into worshiping uh, and being a worship pastor. Mm. Well, they, they need to be getting any opportunity they can. Sometimes I talk to younger students, and they they're this probably applies to all sorts of areas of life, too. They're, they're waiting for that ideal church or that ideal right. worship opportunity to get that chance to grow. Yes. And in reality, you just got to get some reps under right, your yeah, belt. Like yeah, you just got to yeah. get out there. And I, my first worship leading post was at this cowboy church <laughs> in, in Brandon, Florida. Come and it was on. just, we're just out there, you know, leading worship sometimes for only a handful of people, but it was safe. Come and it was a place on. where I could yeah. get a lot of reps under my belt. And um, yeah, we get in our own way sometimes, don't we? Like as yes. far as what we expect something to be like or an experience to be like or what I deserve because mm. I've been, you know, doing A, B, or C thing. But you just got to get the reps in. Yeah. You got to put in those uh, 10,000 hours. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Reps, man. That's the thing that's so important. And I think what you said, I, I, I have to talk to college students about that. Talking with um, some of our extension side students this week of going, yeah, that perfect job that you want when you're done and you want to work at this trendy nonprofit that has a coffee bar and, <laughs> and, and it's, um, it's got a 401k. And um, you know you're making seventy grand, and I'm. Go- I, I just want you to know that doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. You need to go to these contexts and be great and yeah. and help people. Like you've you've now been equipped by places like SEU to go and make a difference and be great and make greatness there. Yes. And um, so yeah, that's that's such a great point, Dan. Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about creativity because mm-hmm. that's that's significant. Um, if there's anything I know about you guys, it's you. You know, you push the boundaries of creativity. There's no doubt about that, and and I love that about you. You you're not afraid to take risks um, and do things that you know really haven't been done before. Where do you draw your creative inspiration from, and how do you push yourself to take those creative risks? Yeah. Uh, this is this is gonna sound like a Jesus juke, but it's not. <laughs> Honestly, the Bible is so inspiring to sure. me. Yeah. And if you read the Bible looking for the stories and let the stories surprise you, and the people in the in like the New Testament or in Jesus's ministry, 
just surprise you and you get really interested in it. I just find it to be endlessly inspiring. Um, it's living. It's active. Right. Yes. Yeah, right. Totally. Yeah, and like that's why we have to be really careful that even in the stuff we're listening to as as Christ- creatives in the church, what we're listening to in the, our spare time that we don't just listen to. That basically that we listen to sermons, right? And then we get in the Word of God. That we yeah. find ways to find people who are interacting with the Word of God and that we can grow our own dictionary of how the Bible works and what's happening there. Um, but then maybe more practically than the Bible, I um, I love movies. Yeah. yeah. Like right. movies right. really, right. really inspire me. Everything from – it's always that thing that I don't feel quite as knowledgeable in. That's what really inspires me because, mm. like, I'm – You know I, how to make music. You know uh, yeah. how that kick drum – that's a good kick drum. That's not a bad kick drum. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So then when I watch a movie and I'm like, I don't understand how they made this beautiful film. Mm. And it's just like whatever that new thing is that is so – that demands artistry in order – excuse me, mastery in order right. to be good. It can be very inspiring to me and then I just want to go make a song or write something. I don't know. Wow. Yeah, Absolutely. What about you, Chase? I think, you know, there's that um, theological idea of, like, common grace, that God's working not just in Christians, but in, in medicine and in, mm-hmm. in science, and um, God's working in all kinds of artwork. And so, I think, just have your eyes open, and to, to be, I used to say, oh, man, I used to go buy a, C- a new CD. I don't buy CDs anymore. <laughs> you're listening to, like, the top 50, yeah, um, right. you know, of the global playlists on Spotify or, mm. or whatever. But, yeah, but just having your eyes open. I remember my, my dad's a chiropractor, and he, um, I think when I was little, he was reading this, he just wanted to be more creative, and he's reading this book on, like, how to be more creative, and he was, like, sharing me, like, ideas with it. And one of the things that it talked about that was real practical was driving a different way to work than you usually drive. Like in the morning, like switching up patterns in your, this is like this real practical creativity stuff, but maybe um, mm. let's say you always drive one way to work, take, take the other way. Um, doing like, and it's almost like, you know, when you're working out, like you got to surprise your body. Like yep. you got to like, right, you got to right. keep your body right, on the exactly. toes and maybe try something new. And right. Yeah. right now I'm trying to do like a thousand pushups in 30 days. <laughs> wow. It's like, it's like something that's just <laughs> new that I'm just having. <laughs> Never done. Um, yeah. But I think that that applies to creativity big yeah. time. So with going high, just switching up for your mental, um, maybe, yeah, go, go somewhere different that you've never gone and hang out with people you've never hung out with and just new patterns. If, you, if you're stuck in a pattern, maybe getting out of it. Do you, do you write from the same instrument every time or do you, do you change exactly. it up? No, like I, I try to, I've been trying to get good at piano lately and so yeah. yeah, spending more time there. Yeah, same. Do you think creativity is an instinct uh, or, or can it be learned? Mm. Creativity is, I actually, th- so if you spend time with children, it becomes more evident how instinctual creativity is. Mm-hmm. And I think what tends to happen is we think creativity is only meant to be used for artists in specific fields rather than applied to everyday life. Mm. So I tend to think that creativity is instinctual. But if we're not careful, we'll push it to the boundaries of our life, right? Or push it to a place where we don't actually apply it every day. And people who show up in in any kind of work facet fail to realize, I can bring creativity into this space. Yeah. Like, I can come into the political sphere and start, mm. you know, mocking up legislature and bring creativity to that, bring innovation to that. Um, and pastoring and leading, like COVID, I think, in some ways, has taught all of us that we can be creative. Right, right. Because we have to come up with solutions Absolutely. and we can't just borrow what's worked yeah. before. So I think it's, well, Genesis 1, right? Got the introduction to the character of God. What's he doing? 
He's making. Beautiful. And if we're made in the image of God, we're made to be making. So Beautiful. we're made to be creative. Right. Beautiful. I think it's, yeah, it's part of God's design for us. Yeah. I think, I think music is instinctual. I think a lot of times, you know, that's something that you're going to either, you can sing on pitch or you can't. You know, that's, like, <laughs> right. you know, that's part of it. I don't think innovation is. I think people can learn to innovate in, yeah. it's like you're saying, politics, business. Um, and you can be challenged and learn and read and watch other great leaders um, of how to innovate. Innovation is it's definitely cool. picked up. Yeah. Uh, one final question before we move into our fire round and, and uh, ask you some gut level uh, questions. But uh, what's the next creative movement right now? What do you think's next? Mm. I'm seeing collaboration just more than ever mm -hmm. uh, in the worship field of, of people not trying to build their own little kingdom, sure. you know, inside the church, but really going, how do we just bring the best praise to God? And how do we just bring the most fresh new thing? And that's okay if you're from this church, that church, or you're, you're, you're from over here, or you're from this denomination, or you're from, um, but just coming, coming together. I, I see that happening. That's encouraging to me. Um, just interdenominational stuff, inter, um, stylistically, uh, if you're from the gospel world, from that, I see like collaboration continually to, mm -hmm. to be more of a, and that's only elevating the types of songs I'm hearing and the types of how good stuff is, is mm -hmm. uh, I think is this collaboration piece. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Justin Bieber just did an album with some worship artists, right? Like, sure, sure, sure. Like there's just the collaboration stuff. The lines are, have gotten so blurred in a good way yes. where it's just anybody can work with anybody and they will yeah. work with Because I'm sure like when you were in high school and same when I was in high school, it was like, you know, you had the, I listened to punk rock music. I listened to hip hop music. You had this identification, sure, right. um, which I don't think that the youth necessarily have that anymore. Mm. Like they have this open respect for it's like, oh man, I can't stand country music. Or I can't stand rap music. It's like that, that was so <laughs> in high school, like you were into what you were into and you dressed like that crew and you were about that crew where, I, where I'm seeing the younger kids now. It's like they have a wider respect for all of that and the, the, just the coolness and the vibes of, yeah. of all of that. So Yeah, that's good. And a lot of creativity is happening in just in those unlikely collaborations, mm. like the genres coming together or the, the worship movements coming together that you wouldn't have expected to Yeah, and doing something really cool and out of the box. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Man, I got to listen to you, uh, both of you all day. You are, you are pretty inspiring. Uh, just, just hearing how you, you, you do everything, but we got to, we kind of close our conversation and we always do that with a fire round. And I want to ask you both a few questions surrounding kind of everything we've just, just discussed. And, and I want you to both answer again from kind of the gut. Uh, and, and these are going to be very practical and applicable to, uh, especially to the lives of our listeners. So here we go. I'm going to ask you about four questions here. First one is, what is the most important characteristic of a worship leader? Most important. Mm. Humility. It's got to be humility. All right. Yeah. Good. How do you push the boundaries, push the boundaries of creativity? It's just be persistent. <laughs> Have a good enough relationship with your pastor that when you want to try uh, something new, he lets you. That's if really you want good. Awesome answer. creativity. You gotta. You want to try something new. You gotta make sure you have you, you have the love and the and the camaraderie with your pastoral team. Excellent. I know there's you know you put a lot of hard work and you you create you want to create the experience for every worship uh, you know session. What is the secret to spontaneous worship moments? Mm. You gotta practice a lot. That's what I was about to say. There's really good ones and there's really bad ones. <laughs> Just because something spontaneous doesn't necessarily make it more spiritual. Uh, but if it's but if right. it's right, I've I've been in great spontaneous moments and I've been like, please let whatever this guy is singing stop. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. I, 
I, I think having, a, honestly, a musicality. Mm -hmm. Musicality matters in those spontaneous moments. Mm. Of course, we're we're drawn in the spirit. And I'm talking to God, and I'm and and I have that scripture on the dome, and I have that um, you know my, what I've been reading, and that's important. But the musicality all of a sudden really matters in those moments yeah. because if not, stuff's going to train wreck. So if you want to have that, and I think it's amazing and uh, prophetic and incredible, and it really can have an amazing function really in our church services, but the musicality really rises to the top. When I try to do that kind of stuff in church, I got to have a good band with me. That's so, it, yeah, I know this is fire around, but I just got to say something really quick. Jazz music is the most technical okay. music you can play. It's the most improvisational. Mm. So to the point, like you got to have a good sense of musicality, know your way around the stuff musically, know your stuff and be practiced if you want to get good at being spontaneous Absolutely. and then be prophetic and in the word and all that stuff. Oh, too. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, I do play a little piano, and I've Ooh, been trying okay. to sing, Ooh. so maybe I can learn from you both in that okay, way. Okay, let's do it. Let's <laughs> go. It's so, time. Hey, how, final question. How do you prepare yourself for leading others into God's presence? Hmm. I, I, actually, I will actually get on my knees and pray, even if it's only for a handful of seconds, like 30 seconds before worship service, because there's something about the physical act that brings me that's back beautiful. to what I'm supposed to do. That's beautiful. Kind of gets me out of the way, and then it gets me prayerful. Sure. Um, That's beautiful. I th uh, I was with some of the Jesus Culture guys, and I, I had asked them some of that same question, and they they had said Bill Johnson, who's their pastor at Bethel, would say the the well is either dug or it's not. Whoa. Um, meaning, because uh, you can get in your head of, oh man, I didn't read my Bible today. Oh, I didn't. Um, you know, I was maybe a little bit more flesh in, in my flesh and my thoughts, and I'm I'm not ready to give that prophetic word, or I'm not ready to. Um, but the well's either dug or it's not. It's so know, if you know your well's dug, I've been in the word for 15 years now. Yeah, I've got everything I need. You know, it's yeah, like, the, so the, the, like the spirit of God is with me. I, I got everything I need, and it's like, oh man, I didn't have that moment with the team where I wanted to all hold hands and pray. Maybe you know, stuff got crazy, or we were talking with people, or. Um, the well's either dug or it's not. And so I say yeah. dig dig that well and, and have years of hiding the word of God in our hearts. Um, and, and yeah, you're going to be fine. Yeah, mm. so good. A uh, little unknown fact, um, your mom and I went to college together. That's right, That's sir. At uh, way back uh, in Costa Mesa, California. Absolutely. So, not whoa. a bad place to go to college. <laughs> yeah, no, not a bad place at but all. But you know what? I would say Southeastern University is the best Christian university in America. And uh, so, um, you know come here. I was watching the sunset last night, just out like out in front of Bush and like, I forgot the sunsets right there. It's just beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is beautiful. Well, Chase and Daniel, I, I want to thank you both for joining me today on Framework Leadership. It's been a privilege to host you. Love you both. And just so grateful the way God has used you to impact this university in, in a significant way. Grateful for the insights that you have provided our listeners today. If you want to stay up to date with Chase and Daniel, you can follow them on Instagram. Chase J. Wagner and Dan's Dan S. Rivera? Yeah, it's my middle okay. name. Middle S. Name. Okay. Sam. Uh, all right. It's my middle name. Yeah. You can also follow SE Worship, SE Worship, and Grace City Music, Grace City Music. For more leadership content, check us out on Instagram, Kent underscore Ingle, or Twitter at Ken Ingle. You can also visit the website, kenengle.com. Thanks for listening to Framework Leadership today. Hey, have a great day. Mm -hmm.